The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. That would be me. Hey, welcome to every mom, dad, child, dog, and cat that is listening today. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms because you have an immensely important role in this world, and sometimes the role the world overlooks you. All right. So, big question. How do you talk to your kids about race or even racism? Today on the show, we've got an expert on talking to children about issues of race and discovering the African heritage of Christianity. It's a good thing to learn during, I don't know which to call it, Black or African American History Month, but it's a good time to have that conversation. You guys can tell me what I should call it. Plus, we've got a mom who shares big tips from her book on play-based parenting and how it happened to lead both of her children to Ivy League schools. Yep, you got to learn how to play to succeed. That's the thing. So stick around for some fantastic advice and understanding right here on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at channelmom.org. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to the show. You know that Toby Mac song, You Can Steal My Show or whatever? I can't remember exactly how it goes, but that is what I'm asking God to do today is just to steal my show because I feel like we're going to have a really important conversation today and it's not going to necessarily be what I planned. So a big shout out to the moms who listen to us from across the nation, from New Jersey to Oregon and in between. So grateful for you. Grateful for our longtime listeners here in the Denver and Colorado Springs area. And uh, then also for our podcast listeners. We got a little memo the other day. And I don't know how to say this. It, this isn't prideful. Because believe me, we do not have like, you know, Lady Gaga numbers or who's the guy with the big podcast that everybody listens to with the bald head? Who am I? Come on, Jimmy. Who is it? Yeah, Joe Rogan. No, we do not have Joe Rogan numbers. But we're in the top 10% of podcasts now. Yeah, isn't that cool? So that's a good thing. And that's thanks to you guys. So please share the podcast. I want it to be a blessing to mothers and motherhood and families. So share the podcast. We're on most of the podcast platforms. And then remember, finally, to check out our friends at You Have Alternatives 
dot org. You have alternatives dot org. All right. Thanks to producer Jim today because I always forget to thank him at the be- end of the show. So I'm thinking him at the beginning of the show. Okay. So should uh, I'm just going to take your poll, Tanya, really quick. Should I be calling it Black History Month or African American History Month? I'm not sure. Well, Whichever what would you way- prefer? Um, I've heard Black History Month, so that's I just that, I'm go good with, with that. Black. I don't want to be incorrect. Okay, all right. So originally, I asked this next guest to be on because, frankly, he was pitched as a perfect guest for Black History Month. But then I thought, really, I'm thinking we should share this guest message on any given month. He is Pastor Jerome Gay Jr., also known as the founder of the Urban Perspective and the author of a new book for children and parents called African Heroes. Discovering Our Christian Heritage. This book highlights and celebrates the contributions of African theologians and martyrs to Christianity. So here's the deal. If you're a Christian, or maybe if you're, if you're not, these are facts and stories that I think everybody should know beyond our cultural biases, beyond our divisions, beyond our skin color. So I'm, I'm just thrilled to have Pastor Gay with us today. Welcome to Channel Mom, Pastor. Well, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. And again, I appreciate your work, your show, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this conversation. Oh, I'm excited to have you. So what would you like me to call you? Pastor, Pastor Gay, Jerome, what, what should I be calling you? Jerome is fine. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start with, and this is going to kind of set the tone for our conversation, because I want my friend Tanya Milligan, who's, who's an author, um, who's written a terrific book as well, and, and she talks about the power of play and how it can change your child's life. She's in the studio with me today, and, and you're here, and I thought, um, and you both happen to be African American, and it happens to be Black History Month, and I thought, we should just get down to the nitty gritty and have a real conversation about all this, and about the divide, e- even in churches, and the d- divide among Christians and let's get real and and talk about how we come together. So I'm going to read your author's note, Jerome, in, in, in your book, African Heroes. And here's what you say. I wrote this book to inspire families and children, especially with the beautiful mosaic of Christianity and its history, Africa's contribution to Christianity and the people God used in his plan are not often highlighted in a way that reflects the beautiful diversity of people in antiquity. I wanted to provide a resource where children can be inspired by people God has used for his glory and see themselves as part of God's plan going forward. I hope you'll be inspired by the characteristics displayed in each African hero and compelled to teach your children a history of our faith that includes people of all hues. Well said, my friend. So I, I want you. I want this not to be you've also written a book called The Whitewashing of Christianity a hidden past, a hurtful present, and a hopeful future. And I'm going to say, I'm going to try to back away from this conversation to a certain degree so that you and Tanya can weigh in a lot. But, but, I, but I, I told you before we went on air that we are now in a super divided place in America and, frankly, across the world. And it makes me sad when I go into my church and it's mostly white people. And I don't know if you go to a church or not that's mostly black people. Maybe and I, there are some churches in Colorado. Actually, is it Colorado Christian? That yeah, they're they're a very diverse church, and I love that church. But I think why why aren't we hanging out? Because that's what Jesus would want. And why are we vilifying each other? And why why do you know are whites not understanding blacks and why, blacks not understanding whites? And then all the hues in between. And so I think you wrote this book to say, hey. We need to uh, we, whites need to understand that blacks are part of the heritage here and, and we need to figure out a way to come together without vilifying each other. Can, can you now okay. expand on that? 
Yeah, and so you had mentioned my other book, but this is what led me to create the, the children's re- resource. And, and within the whitewashing of Christianity, I kind of unpack why a lot of people see Christianity as a white man's religion. And the reason they view it that way is because how we have presented. Um, the way we've used imagery is a white Jesus, 12 white disciples, a white Moses, and then even in some instances made the Egyptians white. And so the, the response has been for some is to either not see Christianity as a viable faith for people of color or uh, to go the other extreme, which is blackwashing. And I say within that book, the answer to whitewashing isn't blackwashing, but okay. rather let's present the mosaic that is the beautiful body of Christ. Amen. And so we just need to know, we need to know that a lot of these theologians that uh, unfortunately have been presented as white are actually African, Tertullian, that gave us the concept of the Trinity as an African man, Athanasius, who's at the Council of Nicaea, um, at, held by Constantine, is an African man. Perpetual felicity to African women who gave up their lives for the gospel long before the slave trade. These, we're talking about first, second, third, fourth century, a thousand years before the transatlantic slave trade of 1619. But it's important that we know these things and realize that God has and continues to use all people as a part of his plan of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. And as I was reading your book, African Heroes, which is you know sort of sort of a kid's book and you kind of wrote it from the perspective of your own family um yeah. and and then you bring in these people and I thought I I had no idea and it's not that I really literally thought everybody that was behind Christianity was a white person but but I didn't know I mean Augustine right like Saint Augustine yeah. who famously wrote yeah. confessions and was also one of the fathers of western Christianity tell us yeah. how how he plays in and by the way how important his mom was for all the moms out there, how important his mom was in the development and, and the prayers for his faith. Yeah, it's, it's so important to understand that when you, like you said, when you talk about uh, Augustine and... Oh, sorry, Augustine I said Hippo, Augustine. Be, yeah, you say Augustine. Thank you. Yeah, No, no problem. No, no problem <laughs> at all. You know, you know, Augustine Hippo and what, what he's presented and what he's done for us, you know, it's huge for us to, to know what he's written. So he was a theologian um, in terms of his idea of, knowing scripture. He was an apologist. He defended the faith against heresy. And then you mentioned he wrote Confessions, which is still impacting people today in the year 2024. And so when you think about these things, it's important that we know, like, like, hey, a lot of the thought that we get, uh, we get it from this man born in Tagaste, North Africa, and who had this air, unparalleled influence on Western Christianity, both Catholic and Protestant. And so the fact that he's been able to do that, and then his mother, who you mentioned, named Monica, was a Berber, and she was heralded as a black saint. This, this is mom was heralded as a black saint, yeah. was heavily influential in his faith. And so we, we see this also in Scripture, right, where, where Paul talks about his young buck named Timothy, who was influenced by his mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice. Yeah, and so we also see Monica, Monica, a woman of faith, a black saint, playing a role in Augustine, who is a, a black Christian uh, from Africa, who has influenced the faith. And it's just important that we know that because because when you present all of these African theologian martyrs as white, then you're presenting the faith in that way. And, we, and, and, and James is clear that our God does not show favoritism. So we shouldn't show favoritism in how we present the story. Amen. And, and, I, and sure, I, I agree with you. And, and you're not here. I love that you say... If, if Christianity, to a certain degree, in, in modern America has been whitewashed, you're not here to blackwash it. We just have to figure out right. how, how it brings in all hues, which is exactly what God would want. So, so I applaud you for that. I want to do one more thing, and then I want to bring Tanya in to the conversation. 
um, you do talk about about and and I did already mess up Augustine's name. <laughs> and as a no, as a Christian for a quarter of a century, I should have known how to pronounce his name. But but is it Tertullian? Is that the other? Yeah, 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 yeah Tertullian. Tertullian. He yeah. is the first to have coined the word Trinity, and then also Trinity, he's yeah. the one that is to thank for the structure of our Bible. Can you explain that? The the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was influential in just helping us think through the divisions. You know, he, Hebrew didn't have, you know, chapters and, and pages and, and that sort of thing. And it's kind of read from the right to the left. And so he was he was instrumental in helping us being able to divide it, which eventually would lead to, you know, books and chapters and verses. So it's easier for us to digest it because he was so committed uh, to making sure that people understood the faith. And again, Tertullian, we would say, is born around 160 and died in 220. So this, again, the slave trade happened in 1619. So you have all of these African Christians who knew Jesus long before the slave trade. And it's so important to know that because so many people think that had it not been for slavery, that Africans wouldn't have known Jesus when the truth is they knew him long before then. And then we have, even have that recorded in Scripture in Acts chapter 8. So, uh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was instrumental in, in helping us in, in that way. And, and, of course, beyond that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I'm going to get Jim to be ready on the button bar. Um, we're going to bring in my friend. Um, and that's the first thing I have to say is this next guest, Tanya Milligan, is my friend. <laughs> and she also happens to be on Channel Mom's board of directors. I've known her for many years. I invited her on today because we are focusing right now on how we do Christianity as mothers with our children, when it comes to matters of race, how we figure it out once and for all about how, with so many divisions in the, in the modern political world, how do we say, not us, not us? We all love Jesus enough that no matter what hue we are, as the pastor would say, we're going to come together. So I thought, I'm going to invite my African-American friend into the studio to talk about her book, her, her ideas of how to, how to bring play into training up your children, but she can also speak to what Jerome was just speaking to, which is that she had to say to her black children, hey, you can be a success and mom's going to train you to be a success no matter what stereotypes you may feel are thrown at you. So you use mm-hmm. the power of play. John, Tanya has written a book called No Perfect Parent, Just a Perfect Purpose, Keys to Unlocking Every Child's Greatness. And she's going to share some of those keys today. But you, Tanya, had to say, I'm going to figure out how to help my black and brown babies, you know, to how to to succeed in life as as we measure it by the world. But and so one of your children went to Yale, one of your children went to Cornell, one is now an engineer, one is now a surgeon. Like good job, excellent, but you also taught them to love God. So so as you speak into what Jerome just said, what are some thoughts you have about raising up your children to know that they are part of the Christian faith, a powerful part, and that they are part of the powerful future? Um, I first of all, I just love your book, Jerome, and I, I will be honest, I haven't purchased it, but listening to you speak has just totally motivated me. Um, I, thank you so much, Tom. <laughs> I think, um, from my perspective, um, grace is like huge in in coming together. As I was listening to you talk about the divide. Um, I think knowledge is powerful, but I think grace is even more powerful um, because I think the knowledge gives us a sense of comfort in knowing that this isn't a religion that is shared by one race, but the grace gives us the ability to come together. 
So I really like, because nobody's even going to want to know the knowledge if we're so divided. I mean, I can, you know, share that, you know, how much of an impact Afro-American people have had on the Christian religion. But if you're already, if we're already divided, I'm not going to be able to share that. So I think grace has to come in before the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so how do we give each other that grace? Um, You know, me and Jenny, we've had our issues. Um, We, but we've made a commitment to give each other grace and to understand each other. So I'll do my sort of like, well, this is how I see things. And, and you may correct me or not. And then, and then you'll say, well, this is how I see things and I may correct you or not, but we, but we try to understand each other. And, and not vilify or, or stereotype each other or say, but I see it better than you see it, right? Don't we sort of come to that place of understanding and grace? Um, understanding is a tough word for me because there's sometimes I don't understand. Uh-huh. I don't understand your perspective because I've never walked in your shoes. Hey, sure. So, you know, and, and this is going to be, I'm getting ready to be real controversial <laughs> right now. Um, I think sometimes um, your feelings are soft. I think that people... I think white folks, let me just say it, have softer feelings. So when I bring something to you that I think is wrong, there's a lot of like um, internal stuff. But maybe it's just me. Because I know plenty of hard folk. I don't don't think it's just you. Because I'm super sensitive. I think a lot of, okay. (laughs) A lot of people I know are super sensitive. Yeah, 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 maybe, maybe. So they don't want to hear it. But how do we bring, so Jerome, I I want you to to feel free to weigh in here. One of the things that Tanya trained her kids up to was one, to believe in their potential to to Mm -hmm. contribute in the world. And, And what you're doing with your book is to say, look, I'm showing my kids how African Americans have contributed to our faith. And and then Tanya says, all right, as they go forward in that knowledge that they can be contributors to the world, I also need to, to get them to think. And you have this acronym that you use. And this is where I want Jerome to start to weigh in about how when maybe you and I are talking or your son as a surgeon is, is dealing with a white patient or whatever it is, that we have to learn to talk and approach things the way God would ask us to using the acronym THINK. So can you talk about that and then we'll have Jerome weigh in. I think it's really important though that that they do stop and think but um, it's not again Jenny, I think it's more of the grace. It's more of just showing God's love um, and pushing toward that love and that's what gives us that ability to to keep talking, to keep interacting to keep So it, we have to be exhibiting God's love. God is love. That's what the word says. God wants us to love. And yeah. so, yes, knowledge is really important. And um, I, every time there was an opportunity for my kids to do a book report, they had to do it in Africa. They laugh to this day. It was always about, you know, if they had to pick, um, you know, a, a um a leader that they they yeah. always had to it, it had to be an Afro-American leader so they knew you know my three-year-old was going around talking about Martin Luther King and and she knew he was you know um, a civil rights leader and so she knew a lot of that even when she was young so you brought your kids up to have confidence and Jerome you're yes. doing the same thing with this book and I and I want to just speak yeah. into the conversation for for white folks who are listening and then be like well why do you have to do that why do you have to why do you have to pull that out but I think what happens for white folks is that they don't have that 
concern that their kids won't feel valuable in the world or honored in the world. And so if you're an African-American or a black person, you think, I got to tell my kids that, that they have power and potential and that they can do great things based on on leadership of, of past African-American, right? I mean, like, that's kind of what you're getting at. Is that true, Jerome? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just going right to Genesis 1, 26, 27, that, you know, all humanity is made in the image of God. Yeah. And so because of that, we have, we deserve dignity, honor, and respect. And secondly, I'm teaching them, you know, your blackness is not a strike. You know, regardless of what someone else may say, even within the, the black community, you know, some people embrace that. Like, you, you got to do twice as much because they embrace this idea. Like, well, no, people may see you this way outside of your race, but your blackness is not a strike. Yeah. You're made in God's image and you, you need to you may encounter some challenges. But, yeah, I want to I want to affirm their values and show them that. And that's, again, for my children's Black African heroes is because to your what you just said about you know, maybe some white families don't have to worry about that dignity and those contributions. Well, we I had to take it a step further because, again, these African theologians and martyrs have been presented as white, literally all of them. Oh, all of interesting. African, yeah. All of these African people have been presented as white. And so you're correcting uh, the record. That out, so you're correcting the record. Yeah, so co- color correction isn't divisive. We're just like, let, let's deal with truth because God is truth. And just like we wouldn't present a brown John Calvin or Martin Luther. Uh, so why would why would we why would we comfortably whitewash these African martyrs? And so this is not intended to be divisive, but to say, hey, it's important that we do accentuate the contributions of African theologians as opposed to ignoring them or claiming somebody or labeling me as a woke liberal simply by calling that out when that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, isn't that interesting that we have to label each other? And I know there are people listening yep. right now that are getting irritated and like, well, how dare she say this or how dare he say that? Like, and, and me too. Like, like there are people that aren't are, that are sensitive. Um, and and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just right. But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to bring everybody to the table yes, and say, certainly. don't let's not stereotype, let's not label. All right, well, we only have like four or five minutes left. We could do this for three hours. But but I do want to review that that Tanya, you use this, and this was actually used in my prison volunteer training. The same acronym which is think that when we're speaking to our kids, when we're training our kids up, when, when, when they're teaching them things, what Jerome just referred to, we have to show them how to think. And it's an acronym that stands for, is it true? That's the T. Is it helpful? That's the H. Is it inspiring? That's the I. Is it necessary? That's the N. And is it kind? And that speaks to people wherever they come from culturally. So that's good stuff. Right. So, so Tanya, I want you to, with our last four minutes, and, and Jerome can weigh in if he wants, and then I want people to find out how to find you in your books. Um, and I should also mention, Tanya, that you, you have a company called Rent-A-Theme Entertainment, which literally uses the power of play in schools and companies and everything else because you believe in the power of play. But if you had to sum up your message, Jerome got to sum up his, what is your message to parents as you trained your kids and they ended up going to Ivy League schools and have, have a wonderful faith and, and, and they, they follow um, the, the principles that you taught them. What is your main message of this book? No perfect parent, just a perfect purpose. Um, start each day with the heart to please God, to give him glory in everything you do. Mm-hmm. And that's what would be the sum of it. And in that, it takes preparation sometimes. Well, you say you, you've got to have an intentional plan. You, you do. You have like a business plan for your kids. Like this is how we're going to teach you and train you and train you up to be successful and to work hard, right? Yes, definitely. Anything that you put value in takes hard work. Anything that's worth having 
you have to work for it. So definitely. And I believe our kids are one of the, our most valuable and, and they're not ours. They're God's, but um, they are valuable and they deserve an opportunity to succeed. And so with a business, you write a business plan. If you're having a wedding or a party, you write a plan. So why, as a parent, would you not write a plan for your child? Amen. And that, that's good for a grandma right now. That's good for a mom of a small child or a, you know, a, a 10-year-old. That's fabulous advice. All right, we literally have 30 seconds left. Jerome, can you please tell folks how to find you and to find your book, African Heroes? Yeah, certainly. It's uh, available at JeromeGayJr.com, J-E-R-O-M-E-G-A-Y-J-R.com. Also, NewGrowthPress.com. I was able to partner with them for African Heroes, as well as my mini book, Talking to Your Children About Race. Uh, and then wherever books are sold on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble as well. That's very instructive that you have a book called Talking to Your Children About Race. That's awesome, Jerome. I hope people will look you up. Yeah. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Thank you for having me. Okay, awesome. All right, and Tanya, how do they find you, my friend? Um, you can go to TanyaMilligan.com, Tanya, T-O-N-Y-A, Milligan, M-I-L-L-I-G-A-N.com. And it's also um, on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, all the other places that books are sold as well. No nope. perfect parent, just a perfect purpose. Keys to unlocking every child's greatness. And it includes how do you make a plan? It's awesome. Fantastic. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for being on Channel Mom. Thank you so much. All right, so that wasn't easy. That was not an easy thing today, but I hope it blessed you in some way and, and gave you new information and, and a new way to think about things and that it, that it blessed you with how you want to teach your children. We need to come together. Oh, we need to come together under God's great kingdom. So thanks for tuning in. This is the time I thank every mama out there. Thanks for the sacrifices you make. Thank you for the teaching you do, training up your children. God bless you for all you do. I'm so glad you tuned in today. Check us out at channelmom.org if you'd like to know more, be ministered to. God bless you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.